everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the BSOC Bulletin podcast by the UNSW Business Society. I'm Adrian and I'm here with Brittany. Today we're going to be interviewing Hilary Lee, who is currently working in Wealth and Operations at NAB, while also pursuing university and running her own YouTube channel. I'll pass it on to you, Hilary. Hey everyone, I'm Hilary. I am just want a little introduction. I am a third year commerce and art student. I'm majoring in marketing and media. I've been pretty good, a bit busy with the holidays just finishing, um, but getting back on track with union work. So yeah. So basically just to begin with, like um, we wanted this episode to kind of focus a lot around like side hustles and I guess doing stuff like pursuing your own individual hobbies outside of university. So are you kind of able to give a brief introduction of what you've been doing for that? I have been, I guess, posting on YouTube for a few years now, honestly, ever since high school, but a lot of people don't really know about um, like my videos back in the day when I was like in your eight and your nine. It's a bit cringy to look back on it now, but um, I've definitely changed like my content over the past few years and I've really just pursued YouTube not as like a job, but as you said, like as a side hustle, because it's something I thoroughly enjoy doing, like I don't take it too seriously. And it's kind of stemmed from my um, passion and hobby of, you know, photo and video editing. So it's something that I've genuinely enjoyed doing um, for the past few years. And I don't think I'll be stopping anytime soon. And yeah, it's just really something fun, um, something to do on the side, something to take your mind off from university and yeah. Alongside the YouTube hustle you have and um, the university studies, are you able to go into your journey at NAB and I guess how you got the role and what you currently do? Okay, so it's actually been like exactly a year, starting from today, 15th of June. So I got my job, I started my job at NAB last year on 15th of June. And it's been very different to like what I want to pursue in the future if that makes sense it was kind of I enrolled through this um this website called Hatch I don't know if you guys know it but it's more specifically tailored toward university students so I felt like that was an easier um, application process rather than applying directly from you know bank websites and things like that because Trust me, I have been working at Kmart, so retail for four years before that. So it was a very long time. And I definitely just wanted um, a different kind of experience, kind of more um, like office, work life kind of experience, even if it wasn't what I particularly wanted to pursue in the future, if that makes sense. So applying through Hatch was definitely much easier. I definitely do recommend it for um, university students like myself and you guys. If you're thinking of finding a job, they have a lot of job offers on there and they update it pretty regularly. So that's how I got my job. And it was all through video interviews because it was COVID during that time. So it was kind of not allowed to, you know, have in-person interviews. Um, And then after like around a month of the application process, I got the offer. So what I do at NAB, it's very kind of hard to explain to people. Um, I don't really know what to say, but I'm part of like an agile workforce. So what that means is like since I'm a university student, most of the people that I work with are actually older. But um, we get moved as university students to different teams that need our help, that need our extra help. So which I find that really exciting because I'm not stuck in one job. So recently I got moved from, you know, this admin group to like a cashiering group. So I'll be learning new skills. I'm still training for that. So it is very, um, there's no like customer calling or anything. It's very like back admin, emailing kind of work. But yeah, I've been handling it pretty well, I think, for the past year alongside my side hustle and my university work. 
so yeah, I've enjoyed it pretty pretty much so far, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the skill set you kind of develop from YouTube will definitely help out in like a marketing agency. And I guess transitioning to that, like, what was the first video you found yourself posting on your YouTube channel? Yeah, I had like another YouTube channel back in the day. It's kind of embarrassing to say. Um, Brittany actually might know, but I used to do like K-pop video reactions. It's so embarrassing to look back on now. Um, because I was just so young and like every time I look at myself I kind of cringe a bit so that channel is unfortunately no longer um, up but I have my channel that I'm working on now and I think the first video I posted I just looked back yesterday was like a vlog from my travels in year 11 so it has been oh it's been like four years now since I posted that and I felt very nostalgic looking back on it yesterday I haven't watched it in a long long time and a lot has changed, like my editing style and like the music I use and everything. So it is kind of fun to look back and see how much I have developed my channel. Leading on to that, like how do you determine where you want to take your channel, like from the point you are now? I feel like, yeah, as it is something I don't take too seriously, like it purely is like a side hustle. Like sometimes I do think, um, like how serious do I want to take this channel, if that makes sense. But Still, like, for now, I am quite busy, like, in my normal, you know, I want to work. I mean, I want to work and I want to do university still. Um, that's, like, my main focus. So it is kind of just, like, letting things naturally flow, I think. Like, I plan my videos that I'm going to post, obviously. Um, but I don't really keep, like, any strict deadlines as to what I want to post. Like, I do, like, general goals. Like, oh, it would be great if I could post, like, three, four times a month or whatever. But it's nothing that I, you know, really put my life on the line for. Like, I don't have strict deadlines so I think ever since you know like 2017 and everything it's been quite like a natural flow of videos like what I genuinely want to do um like for example if it's the holidays I'm going out a lot then I would do like a vlog or something you know and um if I'm obviously traveling overseas then I want to focus more of my content towards like travel vlogs and like travel tips if there's been a bunch of clothes that I've recently bought then I'll do like a lookbook or a haul so it's definitely just based on like my life events and like if I bought something that I want to buy I'll just naturally do a haul after that if that makes sense I don't buy clothes with the purpose of doing a haul for me everything kind of just naturally flows and I do things kind of my way I don't I'm not like with an agency or anything so that definitely gives me more freedom and where I want to take my channel and yeah I think it'll be like that for quite a while uh, yeah, I guess including the commitment you have to YouTube, is there any other um, potential like hobbies or like side hustles that uh, you do alongside the YouTube? Or I guess you could even potentially like combine it with YouTube in a way? Most of like the emails that I get for like collabs and stuff, they're sometimes like from my Instagram account. So I feel like for me, it's like 50% from YouTube, 50% from Instagram where I do get like collab offers and everything. So I would probably consider Instagram another side hustle and I do you know like plan my feed and I really try to like make everything look good on there so I could say with confidence that I put quite a lot of time into making sure like my Instagram looks really good and everything um actually recently as well like it's a bit cringy if you don't really get like k-pop and everything again Brittany might know but um I started like making these like stickers because I really enjoy using like Photoshop and Illustrator and I love like self-teaching myself on there through YouTube videos or whatever. And I think combining that with the skills I learned from like marketing portfolios in societies, I've definitely tried using their skills in like making little like stickers and I've actually like printed them out and everything and I'm going to be 
sending them out to some um like K-pop fans around the world and I've made like a few a few bucks off that as well so I guess that is a recent side hustle I've been doing. Um Ellie you also mentioned that like a lot of brands often reach out to you on there. Um I guess in a way that kind of makes you a small business in yourself like having partnerships with other brands and stuff but would you be able to kind of expand on this sort of collaboration process? Okay, so first of all, I wouldn't call myself like a huge influencer. Let's just say I'm like a micro influencer. Um a lot of my friends often like exaggerate like how big I am. Like I honestly think like again, it's not something I think of as a job, so it is a very casual thing for me and whenever someone like offers to collab, I I get excited and it's kind of just like I don't get a lot of them but um whenever i do it is a nice feeling um that someone sees value and you know what i can produce for them and everything so usually um so i have like my email in my instagram bio obviously i think usually they'll say oh like i found you from instagram or i found you from youtube and i think you'd be a good fit for our brand and they normally just have a bunch of like deliverables um of what they want from me so if it's like a mention in a video or if it's like a TikTok ad or if it's like an Instagram feed post or something like that um they'll usually state that in the email and then they'll ask you know are you on board to do this I'll say yes or I'll say no and then they'll give me like a contract to sign and usually everyone that I've communicated with is very um very nice and like very understanding so even if I have a really busy week ahead and I can't deliver something on time they're always like oh like it's fine and everything it's a pretty chill process i think because obviously the target market is mostly like young teenagers or like young adults so i feel like the people communicating with me are also like of that age group so um it's nothing too formal and tense like whenever i email people it's very casual which makes everything much more you know enjoyable and not too nerve-wracking I guess um like even with like bigger companies I don't really feel intimidated by them because they're always very understanding yeah I remember seeing like a sponsored ad on my TikTok a couple of weeks ago and it was from Oscar Wiley and I was like oh my god like I got excited for you (laughs) oh my gosh yeah about that a lot of people a lot of people there's even me like bragging but literally I think like 30 people had messaged me and like people I haven't talked to in years like my primary school friends <laughs> and I was like what like how did you find me on this so yeah if everyone sees me on um the FYP that's probably me but that was very exciting I think that was definitely one of the more exciting um offers I've gotten I was so shocked when I got that email from them um and you know like I went into the Parramatta store and I got um you know my own eye test and everything The whole process was a bit longer than all the other collabs I've done because usually they just ship stuff to you. But I physically went into the store and like chose my glasses and everything. So that was very exciting. I mean, I guess linking back to the idea that like the brands who often reach out to you, like they're very tailored to your audience. How would you describe what your personal brand is? And like, is that something that you actively try to control or was that just emerging throughout like your journey? Personally, I don't feel like I'm very different off off camera and on camera if that makes sense like I feel like I try to stay like the same person whether it be like on Instagram or like through my YouTube videos and then like interacting with my friends online um, offline obviously um but I feel like it's something that did come very naturally to me I didn't try to craft a certain personality to fit my audience because um I guess since I am part of that 
demographic myself, like I'm just a university student, an average university student, the people that I um that are like my target audience, I guess, just ended up being that demographic as well. Yeah, I think it was something that just came really naturally to me. And as I said, I do try to just keep my personality the same often on camera. Usually when companies reach out to me, just think of me as just like someone that's relatable, someone that's studying at uni, um, someone that's into fashion, someone that's, you know, into video making and that's how they reach out to me, yeah. I think, yeah, on the topic of personal branding, I think myself, like I enjoy uh, taking photos and like taking videos, but I guess my main like discomfort I experience with that is filming myself or recording other people. Did you ever like kind of have the similar challenges and I guess like how do you go about um, overcoming that like discomfort? No, definitely. I think I think there's so many people who really want to, you know, kind of just like put themselves out there and, um, you know, experiment with their hobbies of like photo and video editing because, yeah, and there's so many friends who also have like similar hobbies, but they... Um, are kind of you know like intimidated or just like a bit afraid to kind of put themselves out there and obviously yeah I did definitely struggle with that like probably back in high school like it's weird kind of just having a camera around and just walking around with it and everything especially with my first video on this channel like going to another country and you know being a foreigner and just like holding this camera up everywhere um it definitely was like a bit a bit uncomfortable a bit of like discomfort a bit of like not I'm not familiar with doing this um but I think there was definitely a stage where I just kind of realized that you're not gonna see these people ever again and it is kind of like you're not gonna see the people who are you know staring at you or seemingly judging you um I think just really putting yourself out there and just being confident is something that I've learned to really value. It is a bit cheesy to think about it when I say it like now, but you can ask like any of my friends who have taken pictures of me. I really just don't care anymore. Like I just pose, I just do my own thing. We take like five minutes to take pictures and then we're just out of the place. Like all those people don't really matter anymore. Like that confidence can show in like the content that you bring and people kind of see that and hopefully uh, like think of you as a confident person. So I think at the end of the day there, it's a long process to kind of get over that discomfort. But once you get over it and realize that no one else really matters, just pretend you're the main character and everything else just comes along after that. So yeah, I think a number one tip, I guess like advice as well, if you do want to you know make videos or take Instagram seriously or whatever it may be just be confident and realize that you're doing this all out of enjoyment not really for anyone else but just for yourself um, again it does sound cringy but that's what I truly think yeah I think reflecting on like watching videos on YouTube especially like when you see other people do it you kind of feel a bit motivated or more inclined to do it yourself mm -hmm. but on the topic of like creating the content and filming it what decides whether or not you take your camera to when you go out for example I think that's something I need to think about still as well like whenever I'm going with my friends I do try to bring my camera around but it's usually when I I'm, I'm going out for like an occasion so for example like I had my birthday last week and I had a lot of you know good um dinners with my friends so I thought to myself before like my birthday week I was like hey okay, like I can make like a week you know, where I'm just going to have my birthday celebrations and everything. So the past week when I went out, I pretty much brought my camera everywhere. Obviously, I'm not going to bring my camera every time I go out. Like, first of all, I don't think I have enough SD card storage for that. Second of all, just like bringing that energy with me 
it's kind of unrealistic to like keep that energy up so in a way I guess I do plan like what I want to film if that makes sense so if it's like the first week of uni like I do a lot of like uni vlogs and everything so if it's the first week of uni I'll just be like oh let's make like a first week of uni vlog when everyone's you know settling into classes and it's a bit more fun and casual and then for example like for my birthday I kind of planned it in advance as well so I think yeah I have in mind what I want to post and then I'll take my camera out to whatever suits that um that video, if that makes sense. Yep. So it kind of sounds like you have a million obligations to battle, like at the same time, like from societies, from all your side hustles, from work, from university. Like, how do you go about prioritizing and timetabling these responsibilities into your calendar? First of all, I think it's just important to realize that you don't need to prioritize everything. Like... We're all like students and we're all studying and probably most of us have work on the side and we know we have to spend time with family and socialize with friends. Like it's a lot. I know it might sound exaggerating, but yeah, even though we're barely, we're just teens and we're like in our early 20s, we still have a lot to do with our lives. Um, so I think it's always important to remind yourself that like something that I remind myself as well, like it's like okay not to do everything at once. And it is okay to sometimes put priorities over others. So, for example, like, if it is, like, a busy week for me in uni, I'm not going to try and post, like, three videos a week and post on Instagram every day. Like, it's just unrealistic. So, um, yeah, I think it's just good to set your priorities straight and in a in a correct manner rather than, like, putting yourself at, like, unrealistic high standards because it can get really overwhelming. Um and it's good to just like take a break, you know, off postings on social media if you have more to do at uni or if you want to spend more time with your family. So I think that's something that I still don't remind myself as often as I wish. And I, you know, I'm working on that as well. I'm just reminding yourself that you can't prioritize everything at once. And also, I guess like t- with timetabling, I do try to keep, you know, like a bullet journal and a calendar I can visualize in front of me just so I know like what time things are and everything. I feel like I'm a very, I, okay, I feel like I'm quite an organized person. Like I love, I don't like procrastinating. I like seeing things like in front of me and things that I can like tick off um, physically. So I think that definitely helps with how I move my events around and I timetable, yeah. Yeah, on the topic of like timetabling and diaries, um, we noticed like on your YouTube channel, you have like a plan with me series, right? And it's like quite therapeutic, I guess, watching you create, like hand make the diaries in a way. Um, but we want to ask like, do you really like follow the physical diary like in order to organize your life? I, I think I do. Like I have it right beside me and I literally wrote in it this morning. So I think it is something that I obviously don't do every single day, like religiously. Like there are some days where I might forget to do something, but I do try my hardest. And I think it is kind of like in my routine now to do it like as often as possible because I have been doing it since like high school like year 10 I think um I have like this whole like shelf where it has all my past bullet journals and they're like filled to the brim so um I do yeah I think I realistically do actually write in my bullet journal and um like on the Sunday or Saturday before the week starts I try to like plan my week out and everything and it just makes timetabling so much easier um And as I said before, like physically ticking off something that I've done is so much more satisfying than just like pressing like I've done this on the computer. Like it's just a different type of satisfaction um, and like a a feeling of achievement. So and it's just like I don't use it only for like timetabling, if that makes sense. Like I use it to uh, like print out pictures and I stick them in my bullet journal. And like, for example, 
for a road trip that I went on. I printed out all my pictures at Officeworks and I came back home and I was so excited to like put it in my diary and make it look all good with like stickers and everything. So it is like it's therapeutic for you guys to like watch. It's therapeutic for me to do by myself as well. Um, like whenever I film it, I don't really think of it as, you know, a task I need to get get done in a certain time period. So it's not only purely for timetabling, but for um, sticking pictures in and just like sticking my receipts in and looking back at the memories and everything. So yeah, I feel like I definitely recommend bullet journaling for people who haven't gotten on it yet. It's really satisfying and it's really fun and you really get to just use your own creative outlet to, you know, to your own timetabling and everything. Myself, like I'm the complete opposite. I like just use the iCal or like Google Calendar to like organize things. I think the main reason why I do that is just cause it's like really flexible, but like what happens if you have like a commitment, right? And then um, you have to like change the timing of it, isn't it? Like, do you get a bit frustrated when you have to cross something out or kind of shift it around? I realize things move around a lot. Like plans are moved around so much. I just cross stuff out now. Like I'm really just, I'm not bothered making it look picture perfect. Like I've kind of realized that the the beauty of journaling, I guess, is like making mistakes and not having that flexibility and kind of realizing, you know, you look back and you're like, oh, I remember when that was canceled and it got moved to here. Like it's kind of nice to make it all messy and not make it so perfect. So um, I think it was definitely something that took time for me to realize. But nowadays, if plans do move, which happens very often, I kind of just cross it out and put it where it's supposed to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess back on the topic of like, balancing commitments it sounds like because you have so much to that happens at once like it sounds like sacrifices kind of have to be made in certain situations I know that sometimes when I have to say no to like an opportunity or like an event I feel super guilty about it so I guess do you have any advice on how to I guess not feel guilty or like how to make up for stuff you have to say no to I guess again just knowing that we are all living like our own busy lives like if you do have to say no to someone I'm pretty sure they'd understand because you know, like, they can't really speak on behalf of what you have to do and everything. So I think, yeah, number one is just, like, do everything, like, for the best for yourself. Like, this, I, I know it sounds kind of, like, wrong at times, but you just gotta, like, put yourself first in some situations. Like, especially when you're overwhelmed by yourself. Um, Just prioritise what you need to get done um, in a correct manner and you'll be fine. And I feel like I'm someone who does... I don't really say no often either. Like, I definitely try to make myself commit to what I've like signed myself up to and everything but there are times where I realize you know like I'm too overwhelmed and I'm gonna have to say to no say no to like at least like one or two things so I think it depends on your personality as well like some people might you know be like less extroverted or like less less ambitious and wanting to take their own opportunities and everything so you know yourself the best so do everything that's the best for you first and then set your priorities straight and you'll be fine yeah it sounds like a lot of the side hustles you have at the moment are very much based of like your own hobbies and interests and like you genuinely love doing them. How would you recommend like current students who are looking to start their own side hustles or personal brands to kind of turn their passions into something successful like yours? Honestly, life can be like pretty boring if you're just, you know, doing uni and if you're just doing work, as I said earlier. And for me personally, I don't really like feeling not productive if that makes sense like I always feel like I need to be doing something like okay like I have some times where I go on Netflix and I watch and I binge like a k-drama or something but I think in general like I definitely long productivity in my life I don't know about everyone else who's you know listening to this but 
that's personally why I, I do these like side hustles um, and that's why I genuinely like enjoy them because I'm doing side hustles that stem from my hobbies and from what I like so I think just really taking sometimes just like taking time off the screen as well like taking time off technology and just kind of sitting down like you know like what what do I genuinely enjoy and like how can I make this into something that's like a side hustle for me and something that I can do on a regular basis is really important to do especially Again, it sounds really deep, but I literally turned 20 last week and I feel like time is going by so quickly and we don't have much time in our university years. It didn't feel that long since I started first year and I'm already in third year. So I think before we start working and dedicating so much time to like, you know, whether it be part-time or full-time work in the future, just making the most of your teen years and your university years and using the hobbies that you like now to um, make it into a side hustle is something that I feel like everyone needs to experience at least once in this time period. So just having no shame as one, like embracing your passions and realizing that there are so many parts you can do. Like for me personally, it's photo and video editing. For someone else, it might be, you know, like graphic design. If you want to make your own small business or if you want to make your own like candles or like do anything, this, this, the opportunities are endless. So I think, you know, realize what really, you know, makes you happy. Sounds so deep. <laughs> what makes you really happy and kind of transform that into your own um, unique side hustle is something I'd recommend. Especially like talking to the other guests that we've had on this podcast. Um, a lot of them have mentioned like we, like, especially when you are at uni and you're a bit younger, like there is that like flexibility to pursue um, whatever you kind of really want because we're not weighed down by the commitments of like full-time work or like a family or whatever other commitments they have so yeah I guess it's important on that note yeah for like students that kind of are struggling to find like that passion in like what they enjoy for I guess in your experience like finding your passion for like creating content and things like how did you go about like knowing that you enjoy it. I think when things, I've mentioned it again before, but like when things don't feel like a task, like when things don't feel like a job, like that's when you know you genuinely enjoy it because the last thing you want to do is like, pursue the side hustle that you just hate doing like it's not a side hustle anymore it's just like an, another job another full-time job you know so if you think like something that you're passionate for and you, and you do it for a while and you realize that oh you know like it's not really my thing and I am not really enjoying it anymore like it's fine to kind of let go of that side hustle or that hobby I think the thing as well with like side hustles is you're kind of doing it yourself you're not under anyone else's pressure so if you do want to make it like a short-term thing that's completely fine it doesn't have to be a long-term thing like a you know like a contractual job that you're like committed to if that makes sense so um I think just really being true to yourself like being true with yourself and realizing oh is this something that I enjoy or is it something that I feel like is a job um is something that everyone should consider when they're trying to discover their passions or hobbies yeah yeah so this is kind of a bit unrelated but I know there's like this whole debate on turning a hobby into a job and like adding responsibility to it on one hand, there's people who are like, it will make your job so much more fulfilling if you're genuinely doing something you you love. But on the other hand, there are people who say that if you add responsibility to something, to one of your passions, you're going to eventually end up disliking it. Where do you personally stand on like this spectrum? Ooh, that is a very interesting debate. Honestly, for me, I don't see myself doing like content creation for the rest of my life. I think I need some variety in my life, if that makes sense. Like, although, you know, making YouTube videos and like, 
taking Instagram in quotes seriously or whatever is enjoyable I don't think I could see myself doing the future as dedicating my whole job to it if that makes sense I think in the future as well I do want to just keep it as a side hustle and keep it as um you know not my main job but something that I just do on the side so I think with that with that second thing that you said about how if you really dedicate your whole life to it it can get a bit boring if there's no other variety there I feel like that is a bit true like Again, yeah, personally, as I said, I don't want to be doing just one thing for the rest of my life. I like how it is now, like, with a side hustle and then a main job. I don't really have, like, a certain certain sit on that spectrum, like, a certain... But I think, yeah, I kind of agree with that second one a bit. Before, like, we wrap up, is there anything else that you haven't mentioned that yet that you would like to mention? I'm being, like, honest. I think from my own experience, just, you know, go for it. Like, especially now we're young, we don't have many more years left of, you know, being in university and being able to pursue things that aren't, like, full-time work and, you know, taking care of a family and everything yet. So I think if you have a thing you genuinely love to do just you know try and transform it into a side hustle and try and you know get some money from it and also I think speaking to your friends and like getting common hobbies and talking about something that you are that you have like similar interest in is really important and can help in discovering those side hustles and those hobbies and getting advice from them as well like I know for my little sticker thing that I mentioned earlier, like I asked like my family and I asked my friends like, oh, what do you think about this? Like, should I change this up a bit? And that definitely contributed to making um, the, the end product better. So also joining like societies and things I also recommend um, because usually if you do join a society, you're surrounded with a lot of people that have similar interests with you, whether it be like doing a degree or just doing something that you like in general. And I feel like those opinions that you get from the friends that you make from societies can be really valuable. I guess just finally wrapping up now, um, where can we find you on social media? Oh, okay. So it's time to plug a bit. Um, on YouTube and Instagram, I am Hill Exley. So that's H-I-L-L-X-L-E-E. And on TikTok as well, if you want to see that. But um, yeah, that's pretty much most of my social media handles. Just to wrap up, we would like to thank you for talking with us today. Uh, all the best with your channel and future endeavors.